Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Kevin Kurz, who covers the Sharks for the Athletic San Francisco. We all got to see that game last night. A big win for the Blues. Wanted to ask him about the team that they're playing right now, the San Jose Sharks. Kevin, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Oh, getting by. <laughs> you? <laughs> We're doing all right. We're doing all right. So uh, let's start with, I mean, we saw that game from the Blues perspective, of course, here in St. Louis. From the Sharks perspective for you, what did you see from that game last night that stood out to you? Well, you know, it was Devin Dubnik's first start in goal, and, and that's been a, a, a position of concern for the last two seasons for the Sharks. Um, and, and Dubnik's coming in to challenge Martin Jones for playing time. And, you know, he looked good early. I thought he had a very strong first period. Um, and then, you know, you never want to let in five goals. I wouldn't say he was the reason he lost, uh, the, reason the Sharks lost. And Bob Bugner, the coach, said the same thing afterwards. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, it's just real loose right now. I think the Sharks are still uh, trying to get used to some of the systems that the coaching staff wants them to play, the, the style of play. There's some new players in the lineup. I think the coaching staff still trying to figure out who should be in the lineup among the, the players that they have. So, you know, I, I think it's still a little too hard to come up with some generalizations after just three games with, with a team that's been off for 10 months and, and didn't have any preseason games. You know, I, I don't think we expect the Sharks to make the playoffs this year, but, you know, on the on the flip side, I think offensively they, they look a little bit stronger. The power play has been better than we saw it last year. So, you know, we'll see how it goes from here. Kevin, I got to tell you, it was strange uh, watching and listening last night and not hearing the name Joe Thornton on the ice and seeing that bushy beard skate around. How much of a hit was that to the organization just in terms of growth for some of those younger players without Joe Thornton this year? Well, you know, it basically started when Joe Pavelski left in the 2019 offseason. Uh, he was their captain. He was one of those guys that was just universally respected and looked up to and, and helped uh, those young players along. And Joe Thornton obviously did the same thing. Um, so, you know, I'm sure the dressing room is different. Uh, you know, not that I would know since it's not allowed <laughs> in there right now, but uh, I'm sure it's not quite as loud as it used to be before. But at the same time, you know, maybe you can look at it as a positive. Maybe it allows a guy like Logan Couture's in his second year as a captain to maybe take a, a little bit of a bigger stake. Some of the younger guys, too, and, and Logan even told me this, you know, maybe some of the younger guys in Joe's absence now can take a little bit more of a leadership role, whether that's a guy like Timo Meyer, Thomas Hurdle, um, some of those guys. So, you know, it's a transition period, I think, for the organization. Frankly, I think this whole season is more of a transition year. Um, so, you know, and then on the ice, Joe was the third-line center. He was still very good. I, I thought he was still maybe not very good, but he was effective. Um, he had some. He still had some good moments. So that's uh, that's something that again, I think the team's looking for some guys to jump up and claim spots on those bottom two lines. We're talking with Kevin Kurz here on 101 ESPN. It covers the Sharks for the Athletic San Francisco. Uh, Kevin, wanted to ask you, like, in terms of the life cycle of the franchise right now, where the Sharks are at, because 
we talk with people and it seems like kind of the consensus in this Western division is the Knights, Blues and Avalanche are probably the top three teams in the division. And really, it's it's a question of who's going to come in after that. Are the Sharks is the is the hope for this year that they could be that fourth team or wh- what are the expectations among uh, Sharks front office people and fans? What are the expectations for them yeah. going into this year? Well, you know, you do look at the division and you look at that fourth spot. It seems wide open to me, too. Um, so I think they would certainly like to grab that fourth spot like, like the other teams in the mix here. Um, but, you know, you go back to the offseason, they didn't make any big moves. They still really have the same core group that finished in last place in the Western Conference last season. So, you know, because they didn't change that group, I'm not sure, you know, obviously you can't consider them Stanley Cup contenders right now, but there's still some very high-paid players in the primes of their careers with trade protection that you need them to play better than they did last year, whether that's Eric Carlson, um, you know, Logan Couture also, Martin Jones. Uh, so, you know, they didn't really have the ability in the offseason to blow it all up just because so many of these guys, again, have these trade restrictions. Um, so I, I look at this year as more uh, of a transition where, you know, you hope that some of the young guys in the organization come up and show their NHL players. That's something that didn't happen last season. And, you know, maybe they'll have a better idea in the next offseason here of who is going to be part of this group moving forward and, you know, who they might have to trade. And, um, you know, again, you hope some of these young guys come up. But at the end of the day, because they still have so many of these players in the primes of their careers, I think they do expect to at least – be in the mix for that fourth playoff spot, you know, for at least a little while here. Kevin, give me your perspective on this Blues team this year because uh, you've watched this Blues team over the last few years because of the Sharks and Blues rivalries in the postseason and, of course, the regular season. How different do they look? Do they look still like a competitive team like you saw when they beat the Sharks in the postseason a couple of years ago? Yeah, I mean, I like the moves they made with Tory Krug and, and Mike Hoffman. I, Mike Hoffman especially is kind of one of those underrated guys that maybe doesn't get enough uh, credit. I don't know, maybe that's because he played in Ottawa and Florida, not exactly, uh, you know, high-profile markets. But, um, it, you know, I, it's interesting you ask that because, you know, I go back to the Sharks when, when they had their captain leave. It, it kind of tore apart the dressing room a little bit um, when Joe Pavelski and – and St. Louis, obviously, with Petrangelo leaving, you wonder if there might be that sort of effect. But, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, I think, is, is a good choice as captain. I, I've known Craig Berube for, like, 20 years now, so I know he's going to be uh, – he, you know, I, I know what kind of uh, respect factor he has in that dressing room. And, and you know, they've always kind of played a little bit to, to his personality, especially when they beat the Sharks in, in, in 2019 and just were just super physical, and, and that helped them – in that series and eventually win the Stanley cup. So, um, you know, you wonder what's going on in the room when you, when you lose a guy like Petrangelo, your number one defenseman, but um, you know, I, I'm like everyone else. I expect them to, to, to make the playoffs. And, and frankly, you know, I think they're a little bit of a sneaky under the radar team. I mean, it's, <laughs> they, less than two years ago, they won the Stanley cup. I don't think it would surprise anyone if they, if they make another run at it this year. Kevin, last question that I've got for you. We talked about this a little bit earlier today, and I know Pierre Lebrun over on The Athletic wrote about it last night. We're both in favor of the NHL going with this baseball-style schedule with a series, kind of home-and-home style, if you will, in the future. Mm -hmm. I really like watching it. I think it's improved the quality of play as well, less travel. 
I'm in favor of it. What have you seen thus far? I know it's obviously very early. And are you in favor of the NHL kind of going to this style in the future? Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do this style, you know, throughout the course of a season, but I think it certainly makes sense to explore it a little bit more because I think the players like it. I think, you know, teams might be looking to cut costs uh, just with the state of society here for the next few years. So I could see that happening. Um, you know, what, 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 I look at the, 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 the Western conference when things are normal, you know, normally you play the teams in the other division three times and, you know, say the Sharks play the Blackhawks three times and two of those are in Chicago. Maybe you play the two, maybe you play those two games back to back. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see it working in the future for sure. I think the players like it. And, and, and again, but, you know, the, the money is going to be the main driver of this probably, right? It's going to have to be, um, it's going to be after, to agreed upon between the league and, you know, the TV, I think the TV broadcasts don't necessarily like it because they like a little bit more variety from what I understand. So that'll be maybe a, a kink they have to work out with some of the local TV markets. But, um, yeah, I, I could see it being something in the future for sure. He's Kevin Kurz. Check out his work over on The Athletic San Francisco. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, especially for these games against the Sharks that we're not just going to see tomorrow night, but throughout this NHL season at K Kurz, K-U-R-Z-N-H-L. Kevin, we sincerely appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Okay, thanks. You got it.